Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 3 of Comic Book Nation, the official podcast of comicbook.com. I am your host, Kofi Outlaw, and with me today is my co-host, Janelle Wheeler. Hey, guys. And sitting in for Matt, who is still on daddy break, is Mr. Turnup Charlie Ridgely himself. What's up? And over in our relaxation lounge for Season 2 is one of our original Trinity members of Comic Book Nation. Mr. Brandon Davis is back from on the road. What's up? Next time you guys cut over to me, I'm going to have my head back with a couple of uh, cucumbers cut out on my eyes in this comfortable chair. Well, we want people to get a realistic look at what life is like here at Comic Book, and that would be, that'd be a good one. <laughs> so, we are back today to uh, clean up what we started last week when we previewed all the uh, big Super Bowl trailers that we thought you might need to keep an eye out for, and Charlie is back today to kind of play a uh, recap on that and see what we predicted, what we got, and how we feel about it. But we've also gotten more trailers on trailers on trailers, because in addition to all the big Super Bowl movie trailers, we got the big trailer for... F9 or Fast and Furious 9, which was a whole event that Universal put on to launch this. And there were some big things in that trailer that we got to definitely talk about. We have a trailer we may or may not have seen online already that we may or may not be able to talk to you about a little bit. And we have to talk Marvel Disney Plus, which was the uh, bell of the ball for the Super Bowl for us. And there's a lot to unpack there. So we're going to get to it by jumping right on into our news segment. It's all about family on this podcast. It's all about family in the Fast and Furious franchise. Vin Diesel and the gang took over Miami last week on Friday for uh, Road to F9, the big live concert event slash trailer premiere slash (laughs) all around, uh, you know, questionable use of studio finances (laughs) to drop the new Fast and Furious 9 trailer. So what we did is we got a kind of, uh, I mean, it was semi-polished, semi-awkward kind of show where Ludacris and other people came out and put on a concert. Maria Menudos was trying to figure out how to fill time, running back and forth all over this weird stage. And, you know, we got to meet the F9 cast, which includes, you know, newcomers like John Cena and the returning cast of Michelle Rodriguez, Tyrese, Ludacris, uh, Natalie Emanuel. Then we got a trailer. That was it. Uh, no lives were changed. Uh, well, a couple of lives might have been changed. That That's not true. We'll get to that in a minute. But um, yeah, it was kind of a weird event, right? Like watching this whole like Road to F9. Then I found that they aired it on TV later that night. Like it was actually oh, on like, I didn't at know night. That. Yeah, it was on ABC. Yeah. Oh, I was no. like watching TV and stuff like that. And then it was just like. Like the red carpet. I mean, there's, the... there's nothing on Friday nights anyway. So like. Yeah. They had to put something. It was there. Why was it on ABC and not and, NBC? NBC? I said NBC. Oh, NBC. NBC. Yeah, it was on NBC. Okay. Yeah. 
There was now, like 20 people at the concert. Uh, that's that's yeah, what's was, kind of surprised me is that it didn't seem like it had a lot of awareness built up in Miami. Like it was Super Bowl weekend. Everybody was in Miami. Granted, there might have been a lot of other things to do. Yeah, there was. But I don't know if this was a free show or what. It just didn't seem like there was a lot of people there. Look, what's important is the cuts on NBC, the camera cuts, made it look very full. I watched it live on Twitter. Yeah, and it wasn't. I mean, on on Twitter, it looked bad. Live on Twitter, and as I pointed out in a tweet, they didn't even put the right hashtag on it, like on the live feed. On their own feed, it said hashtag F8. Like the the mic sound cut out here and there, like... It was a mess. Uh, yeah, you asked, like, oh, it was a mess. I didn't even know this was happening. And my tweet was like something like, so when right you spend <laughs> all the money to get all the stars in the concert and do all this, but you can't even pay the hash, like the, the web guys. Oh, the no, right you hate to see it. Yeah. I mean, I, I, mean, I appreciate Universal making the effort. A lot of studios don't really care to do events like this anymore. It's cool they tried. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, this was kind of a ridiculous. We're living in an era where a trailer drop event is all you have to do is put a countdown on a YouTube screen. Yeah. Marvel could have done it. Yeah, and people, well, but that's Batman the thing, could that, do that's it. That's the thing, though. This franchise did it last time, and it worked because they did it in Times Square, where there are people mm-hmm. all the Built time. In. <laughs> and they did it. I, I forget what it was. Just it was in the fall, or you know. It, but I don't remember what the event was, was around. It Comic Con was. It I don't else? think so. But it was in Times Square because they were all bundled up in cold. And I remember Tyrese with a big scarf and like it was. A, but it was a whole thing. And because there's already people built in in Times Square, they didn't have to act like it was packed out. But they played the trailer up, you know, on the billboards in the middle of the city. Like it was crazy. Oh, that's cool. And it made it feel like there was real hype for this. And I'm this. This was not. Well, it was also that, that Fast and Furious coming, the actual movie coming and being set in New York was like a big event. Yeah. That's true. Um, this was just like, we're going to Miami because this is where the party's at right now and we don't want to go somewhere <laughs> cold. He makes a good point though. Like it would have been smart to have this where there's a lot of natural foot traffic because if there's people walking by and they're like, oh, Vin Diesel's going to be here. I'll stop and wait. Yeah. Whereas in Miami, it was like you had to go out of your way to find this place. But with all the Super Bowl stuff, you could have found something. Well, I and- think there was better ideas there yeah. to like... Yeah, they, they I don't know. Tone arena. I don't know. Chris was there. Chris traffic. Killian was down there for us, and he has somebody who lives in Miami that he knows, and they didn't even know it was happening. Yeah. Dude, I didn't know it was happening. No, Chris Killian either. went down there and said, "Where's Chris Killian and Rich?" And they were like in Miami at the Fast and Furious event. And I said, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> and then I was like, "Oh, yeah. okay." Um, so yeah, I mean, anyway, but let's not beat up Universal or it was Fast cool. It was a cool idea. They tried. Yeah, they tried. I think we cool can idea. all agree it was a good idea. Yeah, and it Anybody was peak get that Fast and Furious. No? This was peak Fast and Furious type marketing. So Django, let's talk about the trailer itself. So we got the uh, trailer for F nine, and basically what this kind of lays out is reveals on reveals on reveals. Basically picks up a couple years, obviously by Baby Time after Fate of the Furious, when Dom is living with Letty and little Brian, and you know they give him that necklace that Dom and Letty have shared, and said it's for what's coming because there's you know something ominous. Space, mm-hmm. yeah, space coming soon. That's ten. Uh, this is nine. That's not this. One. So basically, what we find out is we finally get a big reveal of who, why John Cena's in this movie, which. You know, people were wondering, like, and he's been playing coy about, is he a hero? Is he a villain? Hold on, John blah, blah, Cena blah. was in the trailer? Shut up. <laughs> Stop, BD. I had to. All right. I so, could have not. I had to I know, I way. get it. I get it. We didn't see him. We didn't see him. Obligatory John so. yeah. Cena joke. Didn't catch um, him in the trailer. No, he was also there. in the first eight Fast and Furious movies. <laughs> okay, I'm done. Okay, he's in there. That was for all you wrestling fans. But no, he's in the trailer for nine. It turns out he's uh, Dom's uh, white half-brother or brother or something. Yeah, I, I need a I need a real racial background on the Toretto family at this point. Um, I've been saying this since I saw this trailer, but uh, yeah, I need to see their ancestry dot com or something or like figure great. out what's going on with this family. But he's dressed like Night at the Roxbury. Yeah, yeah. Dom apparently has a, a like a brother. 
um, that he's never mentioned before in all the times he's said brother over the course of the eight films we've seen. But here we go. Dom's brother is John Cena, and uh, he's like evil twin Dom. Uh, he can flip cars. He's the one person who can flip cars like aerial vehicles better than Dom. He's like a uh, stunt driver or something. Well, he's he's everything. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's a John super, Cena. He's, he's a super thief. Super thief. A performance yeah. driver. He's more dumb than dumb. So, uh, and we that's get, like the struggle they always keep. I'm playing. surprised you're trying to be he's better not than your brother. bald. John Cena's like known for being bald, and like if you're gonna be like the best dumb version of dumb, like yeah. you're just taking all the well, hair. They were like, "That's too on the nose. Let's stop that." <laughs> um, yeah. So then they're gonna go. Basically, it's back to vehicular war. This is kind of like a weird combination of six and seven. Like it's just all out vehicular war with a super spy dude and. Now Dom's got to try to fix his own family issues and Charlize. Yeah, Charlize is back, awesome. kind of pulling the her strings. Her hair's interesting. Yeah, I like, I like, I like her dress better. Yeah, I'm gonna lie. Yeah, um, yeah. and so this is just kind of like okay. we're kind of pulling together. It feels like a lot of strands of the Fast and Furious saga now called the Fast Saga because this is gonna pick up strands that Hobbs and Shaw drop. That Fate of the Furious has been in all the films have been dropping since Fast Five, and so. We're building up to a large storyline. Hanlon Mirren's back, apparently without Deckard or Owen. I don't know why. We don't know yet. Let's just talk about the big thing. Han's back, everybody. Han! Han is alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going to have to explain that, too. Um, where has he been during all this? But Space. Han is back. I actually fell off right after that movie. Which so, one, six? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So uh, Seven's worth a watch, okay. definitely. I'll yeah. say I like eight more than seven. Oof, oh, and I can't rock with you. They on all that. run together for me. Yeah. I'm not going to act like uh, they it, don't. They're all. I didn't like, remember after eight, five. I just caught a marathon just, like a week or two ago of all the of five. Where that's like, cool. Yo, dude, it's on TV all the time. Oh my God. But it became a different up. franchise with like five. Every other like, I just think there's no question. Five Fast Five is when it really started to say, "Forget reality. Yeah, we're doing right. whatever we yeah. want." Well, we're see, Fast Five was the Fast Five was the best mix of that. Like because Fast Five got ridiculous, but it was still grounded. Yeah. Which one's the one where he jumps, the, Michelle Rodriguez gets launched over a bridge, and then he catches her on the hood of the car? That's five or six. Or he jumps out and catches that's her, six. and they land that's on the hood six. of the car? Yeah. Yeah. Like, five, five is the one with the safe. Yeah, where you the, go uh, the safe, right. go, yeah. like Johnny Depp, Rio de Janeiro. Right, exactly. When they pulled yeah. the safe out exactly. of the bank, they did the yep. same thing. Yeah. But, okay, did anyone, like, there's the scene in this trailer. the Rock and Dom were, like, mortal enemies, and they, like, really went at it And then the Rock and Vin Diesel also You're talking about the scene with the cord? But, no, there's well, the Tarzan scene with the car was one thing. But also, like, when Michelle Rodriguez is falling and then Dom pulls up and catches her, it's like, whoa, well, thank God the car broke her fall. <laughs> like, landing on a car is going to be like, it's like landing on a mattress, apparently, yeah. in this universe. The other Whatever. scene with I don't her, care. like, jumping Dude, off the I mean, you're cool. harping on something that's Dude, way too late. I mean, I'm this just, is now I'm a tradition. Just, like, honestly, when I go to watch a Fast and Furious movie at the door, even as a critic, if I know I'm going in and I have to write a review, I'm going into the mentality that when I walk through the door, my logic stays at the door. Oh, I'm yeah. going yeah. in to have fun, and, like, I'm not expecting... But like, let's just be clear. I'm accepting this for what it is. If you can't do that, don't watch it. Like in that train heist in the beginning, there's one moment in every movie where somebody does something acrobatic with a car to either catch somebody (laughs) or to provide a bumper that they don't fall off a cliff. Like when Brian almost goes over. Seven was the one in Abu Dhabi. Or um, yeah. in Dubai, where he was like, 
when they're going oh, through yeah. the buildings. Yep, and they jump like, through the building. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, Seven has several things. Seven has, Seven has a lot. Um, where they pull the aerial drop ice, and Letty catches Brian when he goes over the cliff, and he jumps out of his car, and she spins her car around the edge and on the, he the bumper. And then all of yeah. it is on ice. The whole movie yeah. is on ice. And well, The Rock single-handedly, yeah. literally single-handedly guided, redirected yeah. a torpedo, yeah. which is still one of the greatest things I've ever seen. <laughs> like, it's just... I mean, we know... What, okay. look, Whatever. We're not, I'm not here to beat up the Fast and Furious franchise. No, no. You know what you're getting by now. Yeah. And a, I just remember the first movie where it was like... like it. Like that whole culture. I was part of that. I had like my little Honda and my friend had the Nitrous Man, Civic yeah. and we'd go to car meetups. Like this was Between high this and the EDM me. comment before Dude, the show, you were painting a very a whole different picture different of who Janelle Wheeler has. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I love my little dun, 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 Honda Prelude. Dun, dun. I had like intake exhaust. I had carbon fiber headlights. I had Florida the whole girl, thing. here we go. Wow, Man. you are so from Florida. Yeah, but the, I, I am definitely wow. from Especially back then, 2003, right? It's like, get in my thing, we're going to hit the nitrous, hit this EDM <laughs> festival, bro. Going. We've got to get to Tampa in two hours. It's just a totally different a, movie. We should I, do an episode of this where we just go to Janelle's hometown. It'll be the wildest It's really fun. We'll all end up at like Florida's Disney different. and Universal. and. I'm not scared to eat gator. We'll go yeah. see but anyway, some Han's manatees. Back. Yeah, yeah Han's right. back. Maybe Han's Han in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to come back crazy. Well, Han's, Han's not the only one back. And Justice is coming. Who else is back? Well, I mean, he he appeared briefly in Seven. Oh man, Tokyo Sean Drift. Yeah, Sean Boswell. Yeah. That's, that's my dude. Lucas Black is back. Uh, yeah, Sean Boswell from Tokyo Drift. He makes this weird gift-worthy appearance in the trailer where he just leans out in front of somebody. Well, and I, then, like, I, I, leans I don't away. know how because he was the one person I was looking for in this because I thought there was no way they would bring Han back. And so I was watching this happen. I was like glued to the trailer when it came on, and I totally missed him popping up because like, oh, we, were, we were like, "Oh, stuff. he was there." And I tweeted about like, "Okay, Han's back, and that's awesome." But like, where's Sean Boswell? And then someone replied, and he's like, "He was in the trailer," right and, there, and like sent me a screenshot. And I was like, "That's that." It looked photoshopped. It looked totally photoshopped. Uh -uh. He's just like popping in behind somebody's <laughs> head. And then I go to the, like in the trailer and find it, and he was right there. And wow. I just didn't even notice at all yeah so he's coming so back quick. it was like a I long said, trailer you could definitely get it was lost a, that trailer is over three and a half yeah, minutes it was long very long dude like i said and very poorly edited. this is pulling together a lot of strands from the franchise justin lynn is back the guy who kind of did tokyo drift then four then five and six um so he's back and i feel like we're gonna end this on 10 and kind of i think it was his it idea to do the sibling thing he said he just like it came to him and he woke up and he was like oh i have this idea we should do a sibling we talk listen, about family on listen, the show you know, so much you press everybody with your extra oh, research thank you. i listen, love research the war had a sister nobody knew about in thor's first four appearances and we all accepted that Whatever. I mean, we're, we yeah. all we all accept this. To oh, be yeah. fair, Thor, like there's galaxies in different realms. Dude, we're not and stuff, going down this rabbit hole. <laughs> I, we all yeah, accept we got, the, we got the whole brother on. thing. We're we're all <laughs> no one's not accepting of it. It's we just I mean it's ridiculous. I need to see the ancestry.com receipts just to know what what's going on in this family. It, it dude, seems it, like they're really never, cool racially, and I need to know what is going on in the Toretto. Wait, the thing is, in Toretto, it goes on forever because all Dom has is family. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Over there, cracking. Everybody. Perfect ending. Moving right along to something. Okay, that's the F9 trailer. We're going to talk about something we may or may not have seen. There may or may not have been the uh, new Saw trailer that somebody saw online somewhere and then uh, we heard about. We're not going to get too deep on this because I have a feeling by the time we come back for next show, we're going to have to talk about this in detail. But uh, we may have seen some things and uh, the new Saw movie looks plenty interesting. Frightening. Frightening and interesting. It's Chris Rock who's producing and also starring in it. And it has a very much a seven vibe to it. Um, we were talking about in the office. Yeah, this is very kind of a cop procedural. And, and just to be clear, you were talking about the movie Seven, not the Seventh Saw movie. No, mm. no, confusion yeah, about that. That, that, got, that got confusing. <laughs> it has very much 
the movie Brad Pitt, Morgan Freeman, David Fincher 7 vibe to it. So if you're around the internet and you happen to find some of those weird corners of it, try to check that out because we're going to be talking about that real soon. All right, when we come back, we are going to get into a nice extended deep dive edition this week where we break down the Super Bowl trailers, starting with those Marvel Disney Plus series. So stay tuned for all of that. Okie dokie, Smokey. So we're back talking about the Super Bowl. So Super Bowl came along. You know what this is. Studios use this opportunity to pump out some uh, big trailers for their upcoming movies and TV shows. This year was a little different. We had some big kind of omissions this year. Sony wasn't there. Warner Brothers wasn't there. Well, kind of not there. We'll talk about that. But uh, we still got some pretty good stuff out of it. And so we're going to talk about that. And we'll talk about some of these uh, bigger commercials if they're time and which ones we kind of really enjoyed or, or not. But let's start about the thing we know we all want to hear about. We finally got our first trailer for the upcoming first slate of Disney Plus Marvel Cinematic I totally thought you were about shows. to say Minions. I was like, really? Minions? Well, <laughs> I, I mean, I know. Finally. You and Charlie. You and Charlie finally. I'm just kidding. No, I'm about, oh my gosh. Loki, I'm, I'm freaking out. I can't wait to talk about this. The thirst is real. All right. So. <laughs> Florida man. Disney Plus Marvel shows. We got our first look at Falcon and the Winter Soldier, WandaVision, and a nice little teaser of Loki from Mr. Tom Hiddleston himself. Let's start at the top. Falcon and Winter Soldier. Meaty, you're our Marvel expert. So, What did you think about Falcon and the Winter Soldier's first look? It gets you more excited because now you've actually seen stuff, but we didn't see anything we didn't know was coming. It was real. I mean, like, I think it was a really smart play by Disney, this thing overall. It's it's tough to dig in there and, and take anything really specific that you're excited about because we knew Daniel Brühl was back. It was cool to see him again. Why is he out of jail? Or is it one of those scenarios where he's like, if you want to kill Hydra, you need me, something like that. Like, And then they have to work with him. I don't know, because obviously there's the shot of Bucky not killing him. He's emptying his gun. He's choosing not to shoot him, and there must be a reason for that. New Falcon suit looks cool for the half, literally half of a second we saw it. The three Tom Cruises coming through the sky and the wingsuits with their pistols. That, I mean, there's yellow on them. Everyone's like, oh, is it Hydra? Maybe. I don't know. But it's tough to even dig into it because we know so little. But I thought it was cool. Like, we, it was cool to see them again. Everybody's saying Eternals is the first thing of Phase 4 since Black Widow's a prequel. This comes before Eternals. So this is really the next step into first step into Phase 4. I mean, it, it should be. We don't know entirely, but it should this be. This is coming Eternals. up for Eternals. If WandaVision, how it, there's no way WandaVision comes out in 2020 and after this, and this doesn't start before. I'm not, I'm not saying you're wrong. Yeah. I believe you. I'm just saying we don't, for we the don't re- know you. For the listeners, yes, let's just be accurate. Fall 2020 we don't is, know. is the release game. It's the fall 2020, but exactly I, I'm with BD totally. Like this, yeah, I mean, I, I agree It's going to go this. I mean, it's going to go Black Widow, Falcon, Winter Soldier. I mean, those are two really connected companion pieces in terms of espionage action. They're, they're almost like they're spiritual kind of yeah. counterparts. So it's going to be Black Widow, then this, and then we'll get WandaVision and something. Who knows? Maybe this is going to be I, I would not to be the Black surprised. Widow movie. That's what I was saying. I don't be, I'd be surprised if Yelena shows up in... Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Be, that's a tough secret to keep her being on set. I feel like I mean, we it, 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 would, it would be a brief thing. It would be a very brief thing, but I think it's very possible. Yeah. Mm. I mean, but I, yeah, uh-huh. I agree. Ties like that, I don't think can be ruled out because no. this is going to deal with the ground level spy thriller aspect yeah. of the MCU. That's They're so similar in tone. And I, I just think Marvel can't get this out soon enough. Dis, not necessarily Marvel, Disney 
can't get this out soon enough. Yeah. They Disney need content for Disney Plus. Back that there's no Star Wars. There's, there's so no Marvel more. until I mean, we, this. We got, on we, Disney no, we got Clone Wars, and that's a big deal for everyone. That well, that's you know, still more of a geek thing. It, like it, that it is. That's, that's but very much more least, niche. Right, but yeah. there's at least something. Okay, yeah. yes, Disney Plus has the programming. It also has Timmy or the little Timmy thing. Timmy failure. Yeah, Timmy failure. What's tough though is that the fall is going to be so packed on Disney Plus. I'm really interested to see how they're going to release everything because the fall you're going to have Falcon and Winter Soldier, WandaVision, and the second season of Mandalorian. They're all like late this year. So you've got like that final four to five months of the year where you're going to have all three of these shows. Some of them are going to have to overlap at some point. Yeah, I would say just, I mean, I know what they're planning for safety, but I would push Falcon Winter Soldier like – Midsummer. Yeah, I, I mean, push it probably be... August. I think the rumor of August yeah. is going to end up being. Yeah, that's, that's right. at, at, if, even if they're eight episodes each, if each one is eight episodes, I don't see any of these being more than eight episodes. I don't think we have official counts on anything yet. I could see them being less. But say it being six to eight, let's say each yeah, one of them is eight. eight. Mm-hmm. That's only 24 weeks of content. Yeah. You can easily go Falcon, Winter Soldier, Mandalorian, WandaVision, and then you end the year with a couple weeks to spare. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think WandaVision will carry over. 2020, 2021. I, I hope so. Maybe. It could be a Christmas idea. release. It could be a lot of stuff. Like, there's a lot of play. So let's talk about WandaVision because. Big. Oh, wait. I didn't give you my softball question about Falcon and Winter Soldier. Do you think America was ready to see a black man throwing the shield? I don't care. I that's awesome. They, yeah, they, I'm just they, messing with you. They better. I like be to ready. throw BD those crazy Dude, questions. I, like, well, if anybody's complaining about that, just uh, there's no. Don't word. like that arm on I my shield. I can't respond to that on on a PG show. Okay, but I, didn't like <laughs> I think the, it's stupid what was to the not football be ready shot, for that. like the football field shot of like the new cat. Well, like, U.S. Like, agent, U.S. agent. So that's Russell Wyatt, who's U.S. agent. His original Wyatt Russell character. Why? Why are Russell. we ready for that? It, not Ru- <laughs> Russell. I not Rupert Wyatt. Rupert Wyatt. He starts out as what's his name? Doing U.S. Good. Patriot at first. The, the, the Patriot. The Patriot yeah. at first. So he's paid the Patriot first. The Patriot kind of just craps all over Captain America. He criticizes him yeah, and is like that. a government cap. Right. So I think they're just going to kind of combine that. Yeah. And he's okay. going to be U.S. agent, but really he's going to be gonna the be, one who's play, like, no, no, I'm, the real, I'm the real cap. Make America cap again. That's that's who that's going to be. That presents the other the other potential you know cross you're talking about. Like Thaddeus Ross seems like could easily have a really big role to play in that because you know him and the government and replacing Cap with someone who's just going to follow orders and do what he says. And mm-hmm. I love you know, to see Thaddeus the idea Ross of that. Play a part. Yeah, wow. I'd love to see that. And I was joking about the you know black man throwing shield, but there are hints that this could race could be actually a part of this show and you know, like Anthony Mackie trying to become the first black Captain and, America. I mean Disney could be is part not of the show. Yeah. Has shown they're not afraid to go into that territory. Yeah. Exactly. Like you look what they did with Black Panther. That story was deeper on a racial level than I thought Disney would be willing to go. We'll see what it is. But uh, let's talk about WandaVision, which I've been championing, 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 champion. Oh my god, which Chomp- I've been Chomp- repping for <laughs> since day one. You've been chain chomping. I've been repping. <laughs> I've been repping WandaVision since they announced it because I immediately saw the potential for like what this could be. And how crazy he could be playing with Scarlet Witch's powers and some of those classic storylines. And the first trailer was pretty interesting. I mean, we only got to see... Well, it's not even a trailer. Like, we just saw yeah, some sizzle, like, footage. been like, whatever. Still but the show, vi- visually, the concept, it was very interesting. So I mean, cool. and great because it's just them and a bunch of costume changes and uh, <laughs> in a big kind of super cut. It. But it suggests a lot of very interesting storytelling from this show about two people being kind of locked in a fantasy world together. Um, it looks like it's going to take parts of some of the most famous Marvel storylines for both characters, whether that's Tom King's Vision uh, series where he had kind of his own family and was trying to actually live a human family life, uh, or Avengers Disassembled slash House of M where Scarlet Winch went crazy with her powers and made her own reality. 
out of grief and stuff like that. So all of these things are kind of possibly at play. And the good thing is, even once we get past this core kind of interesting concept we haven't seen for the MCU before, there's still, uh, you know, the promise of a blockbuster, quote unquote, Marvel movie at the end of this with a possible big villain reveal. And we know ties to both Doctor Strange in the uh, Multiverse of Madness and the Loki show. So, which is awesome. I heard yeah. that. Or didn't and now, that. speaking of Loki, like, Wait. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you're good. I just want to finish this thought. Now that we've seen Loki, the one little teaser shot in the Time Variance Authority vest he's wearing, it could explain a little bit more about how this does feed into WandaVision and like where. Bring in Kang the Conqueror, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Janelle, sorry. We cut oh, you well, off. What were you saying? I've just been seeing some people say that it might, instead of it being Wanda's own reality that she created, there is actually her coach. And, you know, I don't have a huge background. This other witch character that is actually projecting this dream life for her. Could it be Clea? Perhaps. And then that's Clea becomes the villain of Doctor Strange? I've been be seeing, like, little things about that It'd be that interesting to see Clea as a villain. Clea is the first... The first thing that comes to it's my mind. It's like her mentor, like Wanda's teacher. Agatha Harkins? Agatha. Yeah. Yes, Agatha. That's why they pay me some, and people some are say- good books for this. <laughs> You're a pro. I've been seeing that like she could be projecting this and Wanda's yeah, trying I mean, to get out of that. That's, that's Also, there's killer. that theory. There's a theory that Nightmare or Vision, uh, um, Another Doctor Strange a villain, villain rumored for, this could be for Doctor Strange, could be at this, which would be a very... Kind of mirroring like Wonder Woman 84 story where there's this person who gives you what you want or you think you want in life and kind of creates this thing. But there's always like this devil's bargain uh, in it. Max yeah. Lord reference. Yes, yeah, exactly. The, so. the, the, the one thing that I'm, I'm interested to see with this is how they incorporate Wanda's like history and her powers. Because, you know, we as we know from the comics, like she has such a complicated history and such a complicated background. And she's um, mutant. Right. You know, her intro in the MCU really kind of skated around all that. It pre-foxed that. You know. It, it, even before, even without the mutant stuff, like all of her learning powers, like so much of yeah. her big time powers, like came like she figured those out as she was going, and as you know, Ultron kind of like empowered her to do so. And um, her background is much simpler, you know, with her and her brother and her parents, and then when they died, then when he died, you know, a, a lot of it's really contained. And so, how they're going to be able to navigate, if they navigate at all, her history and her powers, kind of backwards. Well, they've already teased that it. they're going to. This will be a kind of transformative step for her character. Mm. Come just going from being kind of like a loosely defined psychic to the full quote unquote witchiness of her powers. So we're going to get that kind of soft retcon to, oh, you thought your powers were only this, but really they're this immense and this, and this is how powerful you really are. And they've also been teasing her as like one of the most powerful characters in the franchise. And this is where we're going to finally kind of. Yeah, man, because they, they really, really, really never like built up, defined her powers to yeah. this point. Mm-hmm. So, and that I becomes guess. to me the hardest line to walk when you're making one of these movies or TV shows. When you have characters as powerful as Scarlet Witch or Captain Marvel or Superman, like it just becomes so hard to make them still interesting. I think when you're putting them in this world, because it's so hard to like make them vulnerable. And sometimes they nail it, and sometimes they don't. Like, so it depends on the yeah. story and the execution. That that's going to be a hard line for them to walk. I think is if they get her to that max power, like. Why didn't they just use her to beat Thanos like that? Well, I think you this know? one will show, like... Why was she up there this whole time? Like I said, I think this one will show, like, yes, she has the power, but not the control. And that'll Yeah, be and that's going to be really interesting. Yeah. And what you her, saying she will be her own vulnerability. Time, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that could be really cool. And so, she'll actually yeah. get a... Uh, an actual Scarlet Witch costume, even if they just went to Party City to pick it up. <laughs> oh, stop it. That it's was Halloween. Just, it was, that was just a little, that was a little Easter egg. It probably literally is a Party City costume. 
Like it probably is a Halloween costume. Yeah. She's yeah. wearing and maybe she'll adopt the look. All right. So nothing left much to say about this. We saw Loki. He's going to burn this down. He's wearing the time variant authority, which suggests some time travel elements to this. And since he's from a, it would make sense since this is Loki from a kind of weird branch timeline who's now running around mm-hmm. the MCU. He loose. never turned into a good guy. Yeah, so... For anyone who doesn't know what that is, I had to look that up. Can you kind of recap what time variant? Why don't you recap oh, gosh. researcher? I'm going to sound so silly. Uh, basically, like, a organization that is in charge of keeping the Marvel timeline in order. And, and they don't do a very good job. Yeah, they don't do a good job. And every time, like, a splinter pops off, like, a new creature thing is born and has to handle that case, I guess. And so that's kind of, is that right? Is it, yeah, I, good enough. Am I in the right direction? The time police. They're like <laughs> the, the Rick and Morty police. time yeah. police. Exactly, pretty much. Which if you've ever seen yeah. Rick and Morty, they have their own version of that, um, which are hilarious. Like the, key I, I have a theory for what are, at least what I want to see with this Loki thing and the time variance story. But before I say that, Brandon, you got to break some really exciting news. About, oh, yeah. About so I found out uh, with absolute certainty that Owen Wilson is in the cast of Loki. Yes. Really? Yeah. Wow. What? Broke that Who from a knew? plane. I dropped, I dropped that from a plane. 35,000 feet, it fell over the Yeah, Atlantic. so we got to, I mean, he, it'd be hilarious if he's like a time variant. I want agent. him to be all the time yeah. variants authority police. All and the new creatures are that, all yeah. played by Tom so or by I, Owen Wilson. Versions of I have yeah. since heard, and I haven't reported this, but I'll, I'll say here, I'm not 100% sure on this. But I heard he's not in every episode. He's in most of the episodes. He's not in every episode, and he's meant to be very funny. I'm not. It'll be really interesting to see him and Tom Hiddleston. Oh, and Tom Hiddleston does almost his impressions all the time, and I think that's great because I want Loki to mock him and do an impression of him in the thing. I bet Loki. I just want Tom Hiddleston to appear, and then Owen Wilson just goes. Wow. <laughs> just like uh, if he doesn't say wow in this sheer series, just, then well, aren't you just a big trickster? Like I want him oh to be the time variance authorities version of. I'm blanking on him. What if he's a time variance not, authority guy and he says, like, Nick we Fury. have a stage um, five time variance? Agents issue. of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, Coulson. Five. I blanked on Coulson. But, like, time travel Coulson. They already did that in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It didn't work out well. But, but um, Coulson. All right. So that's Loki. Let's move on and wrap up. Charlie, take us through some of our – we did a lot of predictions for these uh, trailers. What were some of them? I mean, disappointments for me. Uh, the Netflix stuff was a disappointment for me. I was really hoping we could yeah. see uh, Zack Snyder's Army of was, the Dead. I'm sorry I got your hopes up about that. Well, I mean, it was a good call. I thought it might happen. And, I'm, and, I'm surprised Netflix totally sat out yeah, the all together. Yeah. They've been like that a couple of years now. They've had the Oscars are also coming up. So mm-hmm. the, the, the best commercial was the Sonata commercial, but we saw that before the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah we're going to talk about Smart that. Pack. We're just talking about trailers right now. Oh, okay. Actually. Sorry. So Black Widow. Now it's kind of disappointing for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it was just it like. It wasn't like it was like so we've seen yeah. so much yeah. of Rocks. this movie that they didn't It was really... just to remind you that it was coming out. Yeah. I have yeah. a theory that. Florence Pugh was edited into the shot of the four of them, and she's not actually there. Mm. Take a look at it. Because I mean, I've been on the I train mean, that Florence Pugh, either, Yelena Belova, either dies or Natasha. Charlie brought this up. Natasha probably thinks she's dead, but she's not because you don't cast Florence Pugh for just one movie. I think at that point she either, she's either dead or thought dead by Natasha and the gang. Hmm. So she was edited into that shot where the four of them are in all that rubble. Marvel does that sneaky stuff all the time, mm-hmm. so you probably. But this baby, I'm one, still waiting for the Hulk to show up in Wakanda. Super Bowl. I mean, the Super Bowl spot basically just remind, like, hey, we have Russian Avengers. Here you go, family. All right, yeah, you go. that was Black pretty Man. much it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So minions. I mean, I mean, it was, it minions. Was a minions trailer. I was expecting more of what minions did and what Mulan or what Disney did with Mulan of like, here's a spot. Watch the trailer online or later 
because the full Minions trailer is coming on you know, on Wednesday, mm-hmm. um, and you know, they only gave us a little spot, and yep. it looks like it's going to be Cute. the silliest and most ridiculous of the Minion movies. They're going to rely way too much on jokes that don't work anymore. And yeah, maybe we just Minions. grew up. Yeah, bet they still work with kids. I don't know. I mean, I, I, mean, I think I kids can't will laugh. Kids but watch the, the, the Despicable, kids the despicable like Me movies are actually. I, I can't. I'm, I've I gotten my kids good. to watch yeah. Despicable Me, like the first one or the second one. But the Minions movie, they can't. I mean, yeah, like, not the, the Minions movie are just Well, they can't maintain, like, they laugh at, like, a scene or two, and then they just can't maintain attention on oh, it. Oh, wow, that's interesting. Yeah. That's why the Minions like, shorts Minion, work so well, because they're five minutes of the Minions being dumb, and then you can stop mm-hmm. watching. Yeah, Minions is like, if you, like, snorted something very powerful, and were, like, running around the room, and just kept looking at the TV, and that's what you would see the whole time. It's just like, meow, <laughs> <laughs> I just call that Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, talking from a friend's experience. Yeah. But... <laughs> <laughs> minions, minions are a lot. The Despicable Me, the Despicable Me movies themselves are good. The Minions ones, uh, the yeah. first one so, so. Was, was okay. I think this one could it could be not so great. One but of it's my make a lot favorite, of money. One of my favorites was Amazon's Hunters, which I am definitely oh, signed gosh, up for. Gosh, yeah. Now, like uh, about the story of a true story of a, like or based on a true story of a '70s kind of New York group that came together to hunt Nazis that were hiding out in the mm-hmm. U.S. Yeah. And this trailer was really great and sold this. Almost like in horror film fashion with like dark. It reminded me of Apt Pupil, this this uh, Super Bowl spot. Um, basically, underneath this friendly suburban stuff are some really crazy Nazis. And the way that they put together this Nazi hunting band of people look badass. Like yeah, there's one the scene with an Asian guy just holding down a dude and like punching yes. him in the face. And I was just like, oh. it's, good. it's got the guy from uh, from Trick or Treat playing a Nazi. I can't remember his name. I'm looking it up now. Gosh, he, but he, the, the creepy uh, pumpkin carving guy from dude, you don't know. That's not pff, man. That's not the dude Dylan Baker, the the lizard from the original Spider Man movies. Uh, uh, I can't. I'm, I'm looking. Yeah, Dylan Baker. Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, that's not where they found the kicker him for from the replacements. No, no, dude. No, no, no. That, that's the other lizard. Oh, the other. Oh, dude. Oh, oh, the reason why Dylan Baker. If you ever want to know why Dylan Baker gets cast as creepy dudes living in suburbs, go watch Happiness. Yeah, Todd Sola dances Happiness. That's all I'll say. Anybody listening, you've seen Happiness. You know what that's about, and you know what Dylan Baker does in that movie. And uh, yeah, and you know why he gets these roles now. So but if you've only seen Trick or Treat, I mean, he's still really well. That's why they cast cool him in Trick or Treat as the creepy guy because Happiness. And that's all I'm going to say about that. But yeah, Amazon's Hunters. That Hunters looks me. great. Um, Top Gun Maverick was very Top Gunny. Um, yeah. It was like for every Top Gun bro at the Super Bowl, for this sure. was your trailer. I'm, I'm, I'm more excited about this than I think I thought it would have been for a Top Gun. Yeah, it looks compelling. Joseph Kaczynski, the director, like how he's doing all the practical stuff with the planes, yeah. with the mm-hmm. flight. I think, I mean, that alone, between that and Glenn Powell, like I'm Yeah, there's a lot of plane porn on in what's this going and, on. And like I'm going to be... If you're into aeronautics and all that yeah. stuff, like there's a lot of planes. It was nice because it was like with the breathing, it kind of takes you into that moment and you start kind of breathing along with it. And then you start to feel like this anxiety when he's doing the tricks. And yeah. I'm like, okay, this is a nice touch. Like it got me there. Yeah, I, I, I think it's going to be uh, not improving. The original one's good. I think this will be really, really good for a new audience. I mean, similar to, I don't think it's going to be as good as Mad Max Fury Road was, but what Mad Max Fury Road did yeah. for that franchise, I think I think this has that opportunity. That's cool. Oh, yeah. The yeah. Bros are, Top Gun bros are coming out for this, for sure. Um, um, finally, to kind of clean up our heavy breathing, doing vehicular stunts theme <laughs> of these trailers, we also got No Time to Die with which, uh, its own kind of uh, low orbital flight. Every time I see something from that movie, I like it more and more. That, that this is no time to die is one that you know I've, I like Bond. It was going to be good. All the troubles behind the scenes were worrisome, but now everything we see from this movie 
it, I feel like it gets better and better. And like this TV spot was really, yeah. really mm-hmm. good. And him yes. and Lashana Lynch looks very good in this. Yeah. I think like Super she's been like intriguing. a really unsung hero. Her kind of riffing off Bond is a very kind of different take on the Bond girl formula. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's like a, a double O. And they've tried to do it with like Halle Berry's Jinx and everything. Yeah. But they all end up always just dropping trial for Bond anyway and becoming like, yeah. Typical Bond girl. And Lashana Lynch is here for none of his crap. Yeah, exactly. I'm really and, excited about it. And it's it. very good. And her just, the like the dialogue between the two of them throughout the movie, I think, will be like one of my favorite parts. Yeah, of and so. Rami Malek's getting to yeah. do what Rami Malek should do all the time and be like this really creepy, terrifying Yeah, villain. be a young yeah. Dylan Baker in training. I love that. Finally, for the biggest disappointment, Wonder Woman 84. <laughs> Tidad. 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 Best part of it was Charlie that. Day just showing up in multiple Tidads throughout Tidad. the night. And I didn't see this. Um, Wonder Woman, Warner Brothers sat it, it out, like but Wonder this. Woman replayed a mall fight scene, and then in the middle of it, Charlie Day shows up with his laundry, and it's just still carrying it. He's like, yeah. they spliced it together. So it was, like, it was like a bit from the trailer, and he should because he had a running. Remember a couple years ago, David Harbor like kept popping up in ads. He's like, nope, it's tied ad. It was basically a version of that with yeah. Charlie Day. Like, how do I get my stain out? It was, it was that kind of, it was that same like, running gag. Okay. So Warner Brothers flubbed it another in order to get their stupid little Super Bowl spot. <laughs> so, all right. Well, that was trailers. Uh, you guys can tell us which ones you love best at the hashtag Comic Book Nation. Just to take us out, let's talk about Super Bowl commercials. Let's just go around real quick. And everybody tell me, what was your favorite one? Charlie. I mean, the, the quick answer is Smart Pack because it was perfect. But I did see it before the Super Bowl came out. So That's okay. Um, the other one I really liked a lot was the uh, Little Caesars. With the sliced bread company just going up in flames and Rain Wilson throwing a fit for an entire minute. It was really funny. I like the Rick and Morty. I'm not even like a consumer of this show, but I just thought it was hilarious and I just thought it was very well done, the Pringles. And then didn't we get trolled by uh, Brady? That was cool. Yeah, yeah the Brady. That was nice. Brady trade. That was, it was a nice troll. Everybody. Yeah, yeah, I dig it. Kofi. So. Um, you know me, you know my humor. I love Baby Nut just for the jokes that. Oh, Baby Nut. Baby Nut. I forgot. I don't like the actual it's... Baby Nut, but I like. You know, the real life the real life applications of this are already paying for themselves. So that's good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it planners that's, that's the most successful campaign. Yeah, year so well, far. everyone's talking about it. Yep, Brandon. My favorite's already been named, but so I'll just I liked the Google one. I thought it was really uh, touching. Oh my gosh! Yeah, oh, that I mean, one. I, I did saw. the worst. I saw. I liked I it for the emotional stuff, but then I was like, my grandma can't use a damn thing. My grandma calls me to unlock her phone, and it's a flip phone still. Yeah, like my grandma's it's preparing not you for when phone. you need to call. It's preparing on all of us because we're gonna be we're gonna be able to use technology. We're gonna have like we... AI running our lives by the time we're that age. I can't so. wait. I'm probably going. Wanna, I'm probably going. I just want to live in the oasis. I'll be with my axe in the woods somewhere. I totally forgot about that. I want log, and I cried every time. Log fire, it. no computers. I'll be off the grid by then. I'll be hiding out in Alaska with everybody else hiding out in Alaska. So <laughs> I don't have to worry about that future. But um, all right. Anything else? Anybody have anything else they want to add? Super Bowl? Anything you were disappointed about? If you by? know the name of that song, please let me know. Me I was I was overall disappointed by the trailers. I mean, we yeah. got some good I mean, stuff. The, more, the, the Disney Plus thing was great. Dude, this is getting like Super Bowl's getting like Comic Con. It's just getting more disappointing for movies every year. So So we need yeah. whatever the Brazil Comic Con version of TV events is, we need that to come along. That'll do it for this episode of Comic Book Nation. If you guys are just getting now into the show in Season 2, we drop new episodes every Wednesday and every Friday on comicbook.com. You can subscribe to our RSS feed. Right now, they've pulled our player for some tech testing, which is, you know, not fun for us. So you'll find at the bottom of each comicbook.com article a link to where you can go to listen to the podcast. It's a little bit extra work, which usually makes the internet lazy, but uh, go ahead and do us that favor and click through and listen to this latest episode and all the others we've launched in Season 2. We'll have our player back soon. 
hopefully for your convenience. If you want to listen on your favorite listening platforms and not on comicbook.com site, you can look for us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, Google Podcasts, Google Playlist, and you can always check out video of us on the comicbook.com YouTube page. If you want to talk to any of us about anything we talked about on the show, hit us up with the hashtag comicbooknation, or you can find me at Kofi Outlaw. You can find me at Janelle Wheeler on Twitch and all the socials. At Charlie Ridgely, any anywhere that there is one of those socials, Internet. that's the word. Yeah. yeah, socials. And if it's comic book related, you can probably find BD pretty pretty closely attached to it. Everybody <laughs> knows who you are. We're gonna stop <laughs> plugging you. We got to start giving you your level of fame. You, we don't need to plug you. Uh, BD is here. He's out here always. So you can find him out on the road. That'll do it for this episode. We are Comic Book Nation. We'll see you guys later. As oh wait, I'm sorry. Oh, man, I'm so bad at this. I'm such a bad host. Matt sent us in comic uh, recommendations, but I totally screwed this up. So next episode, we will give you Matt's full breakdown of comics you need to read this week because he did get up off the couch and put that together for me. And as the great host I am, I'm just going to totally throw his work away. All right, that'll do it for this episode of Comic Book Nation. We'll see you later. Deuces.